good to meet you, Karim, um, and everyone else listening. My name is Dan Bates. I'm the co-founder of Rebel Energy, which is a UK um, energy supplier to domestic homes. We're a new breed of clean energy suppliers where we're aiming to address inequality and provide easy access to affordable clean energy. And we're going to do that. We very much see that we, with our nimble customer focused model, we really believe we'll be well placed as a major player in the market. And we're looking to launch in the next couple of months. Well, congratulations on that then. Thank you, Karim. Um, so when, when I first was introduced to you, I saw the name, I saw the company name. I said, oh, wow, a, a new energy drink company has entered the marketplace. <laughs> and then I read more and go, oh, this is an actual energy company. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know you you have uh, many years in, in traditional energy um, yeah. in, in the UK. Before I ask you a little bit about that, um, you know, t- tell me more about Rebel Energy and your goal to uh, be able to, uh, um, you know, bring to the British marketplace the ability for consumers to access, uh, to easily access clean and affordable energy. Yeah, so we, we see a, a great opportunity in the UK space, but I mean, it goes, I mean, every household in the UK or every household in any country needs energy. So you, you're ready, everyone needs energy, needed to get somehow. And we see a great opportunity to come in and do change the, put the turn the model on its head. We very much talk about energy and clean energy and you know, that's all, all across the world about that. But we, and we know that's important, but actually how do we make sure that everyone can access this clean energy and this energy transition, which is happening? How can everyone be able to access electric vehicles? How can everyone be able to take advantage of solar panels, et cetera? So we see a real good opportunity to come into the UK, perhaps other territories at some point, and provide access for everyone to come in and be able to, you know, to take advantage of all these exciting things which happen in the energy space. Now, for us, it's starting to get the customers, and then it's taking the customers on that journey and starting to provide them with services to enable them to take advantage of that. So we see ourselves as initially an energy supplier. However, we see our journey going into becoming an energy services provider. And what do we mean by that? It means that we're able to provide these goods and services to enable people, as I said, to access the energy market in an affordable way. So I mentioned a, a little while ago that you uh, spent a number of years at a traditional energy company, 15 plus years. Um, yeah. Why did you des- decide to start all over again from scratch? Because my understanding is um, that your previous employer was starting to make that sort of transition. Yeah, and that's a great, great question. Um, I think firstly, I've, I've always had that bug in me or desire to set up a company and do something. So yeah. I saw it was a great opportunity to do that. And I, I spent 15, 16 years, as you said, at one of these sort of major global energy companies um, and I'm grateful for the time I spent there. However, I felt after being there for so long, I needed to change. And it's also, I think it's an interesting, as I talk about this energy transition I just mentioned, is there's a fundamental change happening. There's three mega trends hitting this energy market and the energy in it globally. One of them is regulatory change. So this is a drive to a low carbon world to address a climate crisis. And we've seen that with Joe Biden coming in, signing back up to the Paris Agreement. And mm-hmm. then there is, we've got this big um, COP26, which is all 
which is hopefully an inflection point in the, the drive to address this climate crisis we're facing. Second piece is technology change. And we've seen that new forms of energy generation, especially wind and solar, are starting to become much more prevalent in society. And for example, in the UK, we've seen coal generation effectively be completely replaced by wind. And that's happening all around the world, where all of a sudden you've got wind and solar being some of the most economic forms of energy generation there is in a stack. And we, you know, we see the rise of electric vehicles, you know, we can have a debate, when's that going to happen or not going to happen? My personal view is it's one of those hockey stick things is uh, it's taken a while to get there, but all of a sudden we'll see this huge uptake in electric vehicles. And then the third piece is the consumer change. So again, it's another mega trend, which you see, and that's based, I think, you know, we, we can see it now much more the post and pre-COVID world. So the pre-COVID world, it was the Greta's of this world and all the student protests about wanting to address this climate crisis, renewable energy, get rid of fossil fuels. Post-COVID world, that is a given. And I think the next thing is around the ethical brands. Now, as I saw these mega trends, could I have done that in the old company? My, my personal view was the pace of change of that was too slow for my liking. And also, you, we could debate as well is, you know, whether it's too hard for a leopard to change its spots, for example. Mm. However, I also saw that the winners in this energy transition. So, you, so we've got seismic changes happening in this energy market. And whenever in any industry we've seen seismic changes, you've seen small companies emerge and the old guard to go, whether that's Nokia being replaced by Apple, for example, whether that's Kodak going, and even the emergence of Amazon to, you know, to address the old retailers. So whenever we've seen industries which have gone through these huge mega trends, we've always seen the old guard no longer existing. And, and energy is not going to go away. We still need energy. Um, but I saw a real good opportunity then to come in and just do something to to take what I've learned in that company. And I learned a lot and to build on that and just go and do something different. So tell we, we have a, many listeners uh, of, of this podcast in, in the UK, uh, but as a Canadian, I'm really fascinated by, by this. Tell me about, I don't know if it's a business culture in the UK that uh, enables and empowers you to, to develop an energy startup um you know as as canadian i mean this is just this doesn't happen <laughs> well i think there's there's two things go there's two things there i think on in a bigger picture there's a great environment for startups in the uk so over the last especially over the last five years we've seen a real um wave of fintech companies emerge from the uk so sure. you might have heard of monzo revolut etc and it, what's been incredible is you start to see the UK getting a reputation as being a great place to start businesses. Obviously, the US, Silicon Valley, you know, effectively, we've seen that replicate by fintech. So there's a great opportunity and investment opportunity and community and access to capital um, than probably ever has been. So I think there's that sort of bigger macro piece to do that. And then as you look specifically at the energy markets in the UK, what's actually completely changed is... You know, we talked about those mega trends, but actually also you've seen barriers to entry have been completely disappearing in the UK space. So regulatory climate has enabled small players to come in and access a market they haven't done before. You've got um, service companies or software companies coming in providing off-the-shelf systems under SaaS contracts. So all of a sudden, traditional energy you know, energy companies in the UK with big mainframe computers or you know, big startup costs, all that goes away. And so it's been a real enable lots of a wave of companies to come through. And especially in the energy market in the UK, we've seen a lot of companies over the last 
five years emerge. Now, some of those have been successful. There's companies like Octopus Energy, which people may have heard of. who have been extraordinarily successful over the last four or five years. Ovo Energy, which has been around for a bit longer, again, similar. Obviously, there's as any startup business, some have fallen by the wayside. But there's this great opportunity to come in. And what can also gen- what generally happens in the UK as well is as a rough rule of thumb that the new startup companies, their costs of service far lower. So it could be a lot more cost competitive versus some of the big, bigger companies and some of the legacy companies, energy companies in the UK. So I think, as you say, startup culture in the, in the UK is obviously helping that. Um, but also specific in the energy market, it's really enabled those barriers of entries to come down for the likes of Rebel Energy to come in. What makes Rebel Energy different than the established companies? You know, other than, you know, you've got the big established ones, but then you also have other startups that you've mentioned already. What makes Rebel different from both? So I think one of the first things is our positioning. So what we're saying, we've got a social mission at our heart. It provides it enabling people to have access. Everyone have access to affordable energy is one of our key things. And we, we, we're going to be doing that in lots of different ways. And we can come on and talk about um, B Corp, Benefit Corporation, why we're doing that and why that's important. So I think that's, that's one, one piece. The second piece is around um, how we are sort of approaching um, our sources of energy. Now, renewable energy is pretty much, or clean energy is pretty much now a given for a lot of companies in the UK. Um, we're taking it a bit further than that. We see it's important not only to have that, but actually we want to develop the ability to have traceability. What I mean by that is we would like to tell our customers, now this is a journey we need to go on, of course, we'd like to say to our customers that that electron you're using to charge your phone is coming from this wind farm in the north of England or this solar plant in the southwest. So for us, it's how can we really drive um, transparency, and um, you know, in the market is, is a key thing. And then the other one as well is how do we manage our cost base? So we're using this concept of what we call digital workers. What, would, what do we mean by that is we're really looking at how can we automate routine, repetitive tasks? It's in the energy industry, it doesn't matter if you've got one customer or millions of customers, your processes you run are pretty much exactly the same. Industry standardized, but they're quite manual involve lots of human intervention so we're really really looking around how can you use robotic process automation to speed some of that up and then just free up our people to think and also to free up our people to help our customers that's amazing you mentioned b corp uh, um tell me a little bit about you know what that is and why this designation this pending designation that you have is is important to uh to rebel energy yeah, so the B Corp movement is something which is really gaining traction globally. So what is B Corp? B Corp is a, is a uh, I guess the best way to describe it is an independent assessment or, an, or a, a, a set of standards companies sign up to say, actually, we recognize that a role of the companies is not just profit. We have a responsibility for the wider world, for our wider stakeholders, for our customers, for our employees, for the environment, for third parties, for our communities we're working. So not just shareholders. So very much you know, the mandate of most companies is for profit for shareholders. This says shareholders are still important and they have to be because you have to make money to do this good stuff. However, you also need to take into account all these other areas which you're impacting. And for us, the B Corp means that we can be held to 
to account into a higher standard. So it's not one of these ones where we might say, we intend to do X, Y, and Z. Now then that, that means, could we do it or could we not do it? And we could drop it or stuff. But under the B Corp is you've got these standards which you need to meet and you regularly assess to make sure you're doing it. But it's also a journey. And the B Corp is a real grown community. So from the likes of star, small startups like ourselves, Rebel Energy, actually to well-known companies and brands. So the likes of Danone, The Body Shop, Guardian Newspapers, Ben & Jerry's are just some examples of companies which have gone down this route. And it's really, for us, we really see it as it helps us um, to differentiate ourselves, but also it's a framework to constantly look across all of our areas of business to ensure that we're doing good. And actually research, it shows that customers favor brands with strong ethical principles and ethically driven consumer brands are growing faster than in their markets and respect to markets and then any other type of companies they compete against. So there's a real opportunity here to not only to do the right thing, but actually to recognize that a standard which people can buy into. Yeah, this is an interesting journey that uh, that you're uh, going on right now with, with Rebel Energy, Dan. Thank you so much for, for your time. I really appreciate it today. No, thanks, Karen. Really enjoyed the chat today. Power your advertising. Working with Active International enables you to fund your advertising using your company's own products, assets, or even services. We have over 30 years' experience connecting and bringing value to businesses all over the globe, helping many brands scale up into household names. Want to achieve more from your marketing spend? Contact Active International today.